Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, our number two, Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia. Before we get started, here's a preview. A lot to get to in this hour. We have some buy low, sell high, a World Series preview. And of course, Joe and I take you up until two o'clock Eastern. So let's get the ball rolling as Fantasy Sports Today, hour two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia with you guys here on the show every day from noon to 2 Eastern. Today, we have our good friend Chris Bavona producing the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. You can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Pizapia 17. And as we always kind of do, we take a look at the waiver wire and some early results in fantasy. And so, Joe, I'd love to get your thoughts on the infamous guillotine league that we're in. And as you know, we talked about several players that I was going to put in for last night. Would you like to take a guess before we begin as to how many players I actually ended up with? Uh, I am going to guess one. And who was the player? Do you remember us talking about it? It wouldn't be fair for me to throw you out like that, but let's just put it this way. None of the players that none I of the wanted, I got. None no, of the big names I got. Okay. Um, so here, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one. Is it like somebody stupid like Delaney Walker you got or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Jimmy Graham. What? For, for you got Jimmy Graham? Okay, yeah, right. That's, that's it. Jimmy I the tight end. I'm sorry. I knew, hey, hey, hey. It's a, Jimmy Graham. You're going to be shocked. You are going to be shocked at one of these. You're going to be stunned <sighs> at one. how close Standing. I was to getting one. Oh, like close like you left money on the table? Close? No, close like, my gosh, what are people thinking? And like a okay. really big mistake was made in one in one of these leagues. Okay, so here we go. A thousand dollar budget. Let's keep in mind, nobody has a thousand dollars left. Nobody has five hundred dollars left. Okay, so we're down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, okay, first move was made, and the cut was Kenyon Drake. I'm thinking about maybe grabbing him for nothing. Sure. And and the ad was Kyler Murray for two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so I had no shot there. No. Right. The, another cut was Duke Johnson. He's on the wire now. And the acquisition was Alvin Kamara for $228, which definitely makes some sense. Sure. Uh, Will Fuller was cut. Uh, by the way, excuse me, a risky one. No, no, because of the injury and the buy in this format. That is Just true. Saying, that yeah, is a very this, risky investment of 200 something dollars, considering. Considering he, this guy only had 500 left. This guy only had 500 left. And on top of it, you know this week is questionable and next week he can't play and the team with camara has has been knocked out two weeks in a row and that was the third point that was yep you beat me to it go ahead right uh uh, will fuller cut uh ty johnson added 77 dollars miles sanders cut 
which is fair at this point. It is fair. Uh, Devonta Freeman added $55. Uh, Meany cut Chris Thompson, added Sony Michelle for $50. That was a good price. Uh, Daniel Jones, I told you he was going to get cut. He got cut. Matt Moore added for $33. That was a little surprising. Now, wait till you, you can't believe we're going to get to this point. Oh, my God. Uh, Tate dropped from Cincinnati. Shark added for $33. Fair price. Uh, Dorsett cut. Mike Williams added for $30. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr cut again. So huh. I can I can grab him. Yeah. You ready for this? Tom Brady, $17. Ugh, I, what did I tell you yesterday? People are underestimating. $17? I told you. I told you. First of all. Kyler Murray, 250 Tom Brady, 17 First of all. Matt Moore, 33 Tom Brady, 17 I almost got Tom Brady. Don't underestimate the general hatred for Tom Brady and the Patriots. Makes no sense. That's part of, that is part of it. It's bad fantasy, but it's part of it. And I'm telling you right now, that's what's going on. That happens all the time where people hate a certain team or hurt a certain player so much that it starts to creep into their psyche in fantasy. And it is the worst well, possible thing to ever do. I, is, I, somebody wanted Matt more than, than Tom Brady. This is Godfather 101. This is Godfather 101. It's business, not personal. Okay. So when it comes to players like this and the situations, you got to put all that stuff aside and you just win. And I told you yesterday, I said, don't be surprised. I said, put all your money on Brady because don't be surprised. I did, but I didn't get him. I know, but you weren't that far off. I was not that far. Ten more dollars and you would have had him. Probably, I, mean, right? I don't get this one at all. If, if I, I, I would put it. I would have right on. He should have been the second guy added uh, right under. I mean, probably Kyler Murray, $200. I would have went anyway. All right, uh, Meany added Cole Beasley, added or you dropped Cole Beasley, added Kenny Stills, 10 bucks. Uh, Case Keenum was cut. I could grab him if I want. Jared Cook was added, and then I was the final one. So uh, the question is, do I start Kyle Allen at San Francisco, or do I pick up Carr and start him against Houston? I think the answer is Carr, right, against Houston? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. You definitely try for Carr, because at least you hope for garbage time. Um, and you never know what maybe not. Maybe the Raiders up. show up this week. We have well, no clue. We, you never know what Houston shows up either. No, we don't, that's, that is true. We do not just know put our hands up. You have yeah. no idea. And Brady over the last two games has only thrown one touchdown. He's got one touchdown, two picks over the last couple. Yeah, of games. But he runs so them in. Negativity. He ran him in. Well, he, he he did ran he did run in two on that one week. Yes, yeah. that is true. He did have this two rushing Tom touchdowns against Brady. the Giants. Oh my gosh, it would be like my Tom main Brady guy to get in this league. Oh. By the way, forty something year old Tom Brady is on pace for probably twenty five plus touchdowns again, and somewhere around like seven eight picks. And he's going to throw for 4,000 yards easily again this year. So you're telling me uh, you'd I, rather have Matt Moore than Tom Brady. In it the is the league? dumbest thing I've ever seen. Come and I on. don't know what I don't know what people are thinking about. What are you thinking about? That's I'm thinking just, I'm an, it was a nightmare when I woke up this who, morning. Like, who oh, did that? Who's the guy that we got to call? That I'm not going to throw guys out like that. Does he work in the industry? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let me see if there's a name attached to it. No. I don't know. If he works in the industry, he should be ashamed of himself. If no, he's just a dude no who hates Tom Brady, that's fine. Yeah. Just a dude. Just All right. Jag who hates Tom All right. Brady. Buy low, sell high. Coming up next, Fantasy Sports Today, right after this.
DFSGuide.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing a book because they make me feel good. Yeah, welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia with you here on the show. And on Wednesdays, we usually check in on some buy low, sell high candidates. Also, 10 things, Joe. Hates about fantasy football. That's coming up as well. And so uh, before we get into that, let's touch on some buy low, sell high players. Interesting to me that right off the top after the injury, Joe, that you got carry on Johnson in your top five. I mean, what's the thinking behind that? Is he well, going to play the rest of the year? Hold on a second. It, it, this was this was more of a, uh, a long term keeper play kind of thing. OK. Is, All right. That was that was or, or you put it in yesterday before well, I did put it in yesterday. We forgot to update. No, it's fair. I put it in yesterday because I always like to be ahead of things. And of course, you get the news later on. But at the okay. same time, I thought of it as, you know what, I'm going to put it in no matter what the news is on him, because I think then you talk okay. about it as saying this is an asset that you think is going in the right direction. And there could be a team that, well, you know, we'll just talk about him right now because they're talking about it. he's number three on the list. But whatever. He is a guy that I think is trending in the right direction. You like what you're starting to see, at least you see Detroit playing better football. It's not always working out for them, but there's a good chance that somebody's frustrated as a carry on Johnson owner right now. And if they want to stay relevant. In a keeper league, you could pry them away, and I think that that's an asset worth at least exploring and looking into. I think that's the point I'm making about carry-on. So. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to chalk it up to to you being very diligent about getting ahead of the game for our show today, but no. I gotta leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I give you a good job for really working hard on this show, Joe, and, and doing a great job, but... No good uh, deed. But bad job for, no, for not no. going back and editing. That's, that's, that's no good deed. But that Sorry. was a good cover. Why gotta be honest. bring a cover? I try. to be honest. Um, hey, I try. Hey, guys, I, I, I try. I am always ready for anything. Ahead of and the game, yeah. behind in the edit. Okay. Uh, I'm end. skipping over Melvin Gordon because I don't believe in that either. No, so wait, wait, stop. Wait, wait, wait. Before you skip over Melvin Gordon. No, don't, don't please do don't do Melvin Gordon. I'm not. Look, look, the trade deadline's looming. If you're so high on Kenyon Drake getting traded, why can't Melvin Gordon oh, I'm get not, traded? First of all, I just asked about it, and it's 50-50. But uh, he can, but like, but maybe to Detroit also. Yeah, maybe to Detroit. All, all I'm saying, okay, Detroit's a team that could use a running back. I mean, I mean look, I know you don't want to deal well, him we, in the We division, did this already, Joe. You start off in the same way with this conversation. overpays, you will take that right now. Can we do the same? Here, here is the Joe Pizapia conversation. There's so many teams that need a running back. Detroit needs a running back, and then you stop. No, because I always stop because I want to say KC, and then the problem is they're in the division. Would you trade him in the division? And I think right now, if you're the oh, Chargers, of course they would. Of course, you make would. that trade. And I don't think you do that two weeks ago, or or four weeks ago. Certainly not. But now, now I think you look and you realistic. You say, hey, know. this is not working out for us right now. We're not going anywhere. If someone's going to give us a second round pick for Melvin Gordon, and they might, I think you take that and you run. If you're the Chargers, I think that's a good deal for everybody, and I think it's a win, especially if you're the Chiefs now who are desperate for a little bit of offense and some more help, adding a piece like Melvin Gordon would be huge for that offense. And right now, Melvin Gordon owners and fantasy. so bad, Joe. It's hard to look good when you have no room to run. But you're fumbling on the one and you can't get in on the one. That's a problem. I will give you that. But outside of that, man, 
get his butt handed to him in the backfield, man. You, you hand him the ball and there's like four guys on him. I mean, that's that's not good. That's not the way to build a the, running the, game. The either. interesting team for me that I think isn't being talked about and and maybe it's volume or maybe it's just I don't want to say it was a one year wonder because I still do love Marlon Mack is maybe the Colts add another running back there. That, that's another team that I could. I mean, I've watched Mack now play a few weeks in a row. He doesn't look like the same guy he did early in the season. He looked amazing. But even with that offensive line, I think he should be better. I mean, Wilkins actually has looked better than him. So oh, the Bears need a running back. <laughs> maybe he just he just uh, oh, in, maybe just stays in Chicago. I can't maybe believe somebody all, offered me Eckler two weeks ago for Montgomery. Who said no? Oh, oh my God! Wow, you didn't take that. No, nope. you didn't run that one by me. No. Wow. Even I, the big fan, would have told you no. And anti Eckler too. And anti Eckler, but I still would have done it. I still would have taken that. Uh, right. James White of the James of, White. Yeah, yes. that seems reasonable. If you get late in the season, one. they're gonna get you know James White is Mr. like uh week 15, 16, 17 in playoffs. Oh, he is he is money. He turns it on when it matters most. Uh James White is also one of these dudes where you look at him and I think you look at the game all you saw him miss the game because of the uh the birth of his kid, and then he you know kind of came back slow the following week into the game plan, and then he's had like I said, we just talked about him yesterday. He's one of these guys who's kind of underperforming. He's not getting nearly as many carries. But I think that's going to change in the second half here of the season. I think you're going to see a little bit more of him in that role. He's still getting a ton. He's got like 30 receptions over the last month. That's a ton of receptions, okay? So you, you ride that to the bank, and you realize that the touchdowns will come. He should have had one against the Jets. He just got knocked out of bounds. Otherwise, we would look very differently on that last game for James White with another 10, 15 yards and a touchdown. That would have been a whole different thing. So keep that in mind. He's a buy low. Devin Singletary's a buy low, too. Oh, again with, with this. Oh, on. all year long. What are you, we're going to be in the offseason doing baseball, and we're going to do this segment, and you're going to say, who's a buy low? You're going to say, Devin Singletary. I'm like, Joe, it's not during this. We're in April now. He doesn't play. Uh, by what low are you doing? Would you Don't stop with right. him already? By low on Devin Singletary. He's back. He's healthy. Why not get him? Why not pick him up? Go get him. He would have been dropped probably in most leagues. He's never so, going to play. All right, Devonta Freeman. It doesn't get lower than oh, that right again, now. Oh, again, another one of your guys. You just quit on these guys already. It's enough. You've, we've seen enough. They're not the doing point. anything. You're making my point for me. I've quit on them. And if I'm the truther, then there's opportunities to buy for nothing. If it costs you nothing. Then why not Gurley? Why isn't Gurley on this list then too? Gurley was. I actually took him off for carry on yesterday. <laughs> See, this is very sad. Very sad. Joe, just you can't let things go. You just but I do. Let go, I am letting man. them go. I'm saying no, go ahead. You I'm have to let go of Singletary and Freeman. If the guy who loves them done. the most is telling you they're done with them, and that's me. But you're saying bye. I'm saying that means an opportunity to buy for nothing. It's, it's called buy low. It's not buy. It's but you're buy still low. buying something. It's still going into the store and something's on sale. Instead of a dollar, you're paying 30 cents and you think that there's value in spending the 30 cents. Well, there's value. If, if the thing you're buying for 30 cents is still decent enough to play on a, on a flex spot. It's not. It's, uh, Devin Singletary is not starting. Two weeks ago, Devontae Freeman was very, very viable. Uh, and he's, and you know what? He still may be, but and you look uh, at look, I'm not ruling him out. I'm not ruling him out at all. Sorry, Devontae Freeman's still an RB2 in points. I know you hate I know you hate it. It's a fact. Would you rather have him he's or one of the top 24 week? running backs in fantasy? Yeah. In PPR? Yeah. Because of how many freaking balls he's caught. It shows you how bad that position is. I'm, that's fair, but it doesn't make it untrue. I have to see the stats on that. All right. I'll I'm go going to have to have back that one up. All right. All right, sell high. I love when you make me do more work. That's yeah, no, that one I got, I'm going to have to. Nah, nah, we're missing like seven guys. You did this to me last week, too, and I was right about it, too. And you're like, nah, yeah. you're not. Nah, shut up, Joe. <laughs> you're like, I don't, I, it was maybe on Burley. I don't remember. All right, uh, sell high. Who do you got real quick? All right, sell high. All right, let's see if I can get through these. Carlos Hyde, sell high. I mean, that, well, well, you had your chance last week on that. That's Yeah, but I think you still have a chance. I think with the carry on. Why doesn't Houston injury? get a running back? Well, that's another team that if they got Melvin Gordon, yes. wouldn't drop. the problem with Houston is they've already given up draft capital. So I just don't think they can. 
I don't think they have enough unless they're going to go into 2021 picks. And I don't know if that's enough for the Chargers, to be honest. That's the only reason I haven't mentioned them. But Carlos Hyde, you look at the overall stats and people, you could sell him on the overall stats right now. Who's having a better fantasy year, Carlos Hyde or Devonta Freeman? I'm just curious. That way. I'm going to I'm going to pull up the stats. And I'm going to tell Please you tell right me. now. All right. While we're doing that, because it's because it, if it's Hyde, that's very sad. That means that the running back is a wasteland. It, it's it would be very sad. I, I assume we're judging this in PPR, though, because that's sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plays. OK, because I don't think it's standard. That's really uh, good. To no, do. it has All to right. be PPR leagues because I think that most teams are are playing in PPR. All right. I'm I'm sorting the filters, which is not long. good radio. I'm taking too long because I got to sort the filters. To bring All right. The I'm going to read the names off. Right. Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu is another yeah. guy that I think you can you can sell high for the same reasons we talked about Emmanuel Sanders. Right. Mohamed Sanu is capable. Is he going to go in there and, and become earth shatteringly good? Uh, probably not. The Patriots still throw the ball all over the place to everybody else. So what the hell are you doing? I, I would not worry about it. I would I would say this is your opportunity to deal him. Devonta Freeman, <clears throat> by the way, 16th overall running back in PPR behind Josh Jacobs ahead of Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. What was that? Craig? Who's behind him? I'm just curious. Uh, behind him uh, in full point PPR, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack. At 20. Like, that, that is, I would never have guessed that. And that's because that. he has 27 receptions. All right. There a you lot go. of I've, receptions I've, for running I've back. been proven He's wrong on Devonta Freeman. Yeah, no, you've proven me wrong. All right. Uh, Sutton is a sell high for you. We've illustrated that already with the quarterback change looming. I, th- I think it's coming. Uh, McLaurin, it's, it's going to be tough to sell him high because he bought him so low. And then the interesting one is definitely Marvin Jones because I think that this just speaks to who Marvin Jones is. He's very similar to me, Joe. He's kind of like a Keenan Allen. He has that one breakout game every single week. And I'm getting trade offers in my dynasty league for him, like nonstop, yeah. by the way, right now. Like, so I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, like I'm just being offered second round rookie picks right now. I'm trying to hold out for a little bit more. Yeah. Look, right now it's all about perceived value. I think that's the thing I'm trying to drive home to people. Perceived value right now. Marvin Jones is a good player. Marvin Jones is coming off the best game of his career. You trade Marvin Jones if you can. All the best game of his oh, career. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And, and that's the thing I'm trying to make on and going back to Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Last week was awful. It doesn't get any worse than a guy getting thrown out for trying to punch Aaron Donald in the face. I grant it. But I'd rather be starting Devontae Freeman than Joe Mixon. I'd rather be starting Devontae Freeman than running out Carl's Hyde, who's, by the way, ranked 27th overall in points in PPR. So he's outside of RB2. So he's basically. He had that one good week. He had that uh, one good week, which is why I'm yeah. saying trade him. And James White is at 23. And that's not, it's because he's missed an extra game. So keep that in mind. He missed the extra game. That's why his stats are so low. That's what makes him such an intriguing buy low right now. So just keep that in mind. All right. We got 10 things that Joe hates about fantasy football coming up next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. Fantasy Sports Today presents... 10 Things We Hate. You want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Here you go. Join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made and welcome back some of joe's work you can catch of course here and certainly on sports grid and on the line star app but also joe 
has a uh, good little segment that he does in a column called 10 Things That He Hates About Fantasy Football. He does them over on Fan Tracks and just uh, kind of like to run through some of those, Joe, and I'll have my commentary on some of the comments that you made. So go ahead and take it away. There's nothing better than comments on commentary. It's one of my favorite things. It's it's actually how Reddit was born. People don't realize comments had a baby uh, with commentary. And the next thing you know, Reddit, that's how it happened. All right. So let's start with number one. Matt Nagy refuses to use his running backs correctly. Ugh, just enough. You play good defense. You have an elite defensive player in Khalil Mack. You have really good defensive players. I know you lost to Keenix. I get it. But you're still a good defensive team. Stop trying to make Trubisky happen. It's not happening. Go run the football 25, 35 times a game and just find an identity. And maybe just maybe you can start winning some football games. I know I can already hear the grumblings in the background from you, but I still hate it. I'm allowed to hate things. This oh, yeah. Look, the process is the process for the Bears is awful, uh, but the results have been awful, too. In fact, there was a stat I saw and I apologize, man. Somebody put it out on social media the other day and I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't crazy and I was not that, uh, you know, the wor- one of the worst players at breaking tackles this year in the NFL is indeed David Montgomery. It's like, well, when you get two carries a game, it's kind of hard to show you can do anything else. He got 20 carries and they couldn't get in from the one. Not he got sold two at all. Carries for six yards. Well, last week he did, but he's had, he's two. had his, the volume has been enough to show more than what has been produced. That's only two more carries than I had last week. Okay. It doesn't matter. The guy doesn't run. Okay, I, I, it's fine. Okay, I'm, I'm not ready to call him a bust. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame this. We'll, on we'll wait till week thirteen for that. No, I'm, I'm gonna wait till Matt Nagy figures things out. It's on him. Uh, the Falcons are in full sale mode, which is, I hate this only because it's, it's kind of sad. I had expectations for the Falcons that they were going to be a better football team than this, not because their defense was any good, but because they really had so many returning players on offense, and this was one of those teams that looked like they were ready to kind of refocus and, and rebound. And they've just been awful. And it's kind of sad that, you know, a team like this in a, in a city that does a lot of things right. I mean, they have that 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 stadium where people can come in and pay actually two dollars for a bottle of water instead of 12, like in New York. And uh, I think that it's great that they seem to really get it down there and they just can't get a winner. And that's kind of sad for me. Uh, the Browns can't catch a break. You know, you would think that the Browns. All right. Let's refocus. We got to buy. We're going to come out strong. All right, let's go. It's going to be the Cleveland Browns in the second half, and we have to go to New England. And now everything stops. And I feel like that's exact. You're putting the quarterback who's throwing more picks than anybody else against uh, the, the team that has more interceptions. I mean, how do you not start the Patriots in DFS this week, Craig? I, oh, you know, there is as good a play as any player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's craziness. Um, I want to believe in Mark Walton. I do. I, I want to. And this is the thing I hate. I hate because I feel like the Dolphins are going to find a way to ruin this for me again. I want to believe that somebody can run the football in Miami because usually somebody runs the ball in every team. No. Bears, but Washington, whatever. Washington, same situation. Yeah, but I mean, it's, how many years are we going to do this with guys too? Is Geis ever going to play? You think? You think that's always just like a loss? I don't. Memory? I don't know. But it. But it's it. The Cincinnati, Washington, and Miami situations are very similar, where their offensive lines are very poor. Their offenses are poor. Uh, Walton, by the way, you know, has has had a massive amount of trouble in his past too. It wouldn't shock me if they are even just trying to, you know, get some value for him at, in some trade in some way. So I I understand where you're coming from, but I think that you're as they would say, barking up the wrong tree. I would much rather have a systematic offense like Kansas City's or a good offensive line like the Colts and, and plug a guy in there than do it in Miami. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see. Even if they traded Kenyon Drake tomorrow, 
I I don't I don't think Walton's anything, man. Yeah, I know, but I want him to be, and that's why yeah, I'm that's, mad. Listen, that, that's part of your column. It makes part sense. Of my part rage. of my column. Yeah, this is good. It's healthy for me. I told you this yeah, is a good out. Therapeutic. This yeah. is the last week I'm doing it too, so I don't know. I got now. Now, now I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, well, well, story for another time. Uh, okay. Daniel Jones <laughs> <laughs> did it. Welcome back to the show. It's our he last got show. All of his weapons back. He got his toys back, except for Sterling Shepard. He got Ingram. He got Barkley. He got a good matchup. He's at home, and he still wasn't very good. It's not great like that. I kind of hate this. Like I, I thought, OK, here you go, kid. Get back on track. And he didn't, Craig. And I'm not saying like you're going to be concerned, but are we in one of these spots now where the further we get from that Tampa game, you start to see this doubt creep in, especially in the fan base that doubted this pick from the very get go. And then we're I had to eat crow against Tampa. And then ever since they kind of I don't want to say look right because it's been better than Eli Manning. But I don't know. Do you think the doubts creeping back in here? Uh, he's a rookie quarterback in the NFL. It takes at least a year to get under your, your feet a little bit. The problem is, is that across town, Darnold looks awful as well. And I think that even though it's a different player, it's the same city, it's a, it's a marquee name, it's a draft pick. And so I get it and I understand it, but I I think that you got to give Daniel Jones uh, till next year to, to really kind of figure out what's going on. So I, I, for this year it's over. He shouldn't be rostered. He shouldn't be played. But in a keeper league, it makes some sense. And in a super flex league, I wouldn't completely punt on the idea. Well, speaking of Sam Darnold, that was number eight on the list. Sam Darnold sees dead people. I hate this. Really, he sees ghosts, apparently. And I know it's that time of year because it's Halloween. So maybe he's just out trick-or-treating with his friends. I don't know. All I know is that he was visibly shaken on the sidelines. In between series, when he would come off the field, he did look like he had seen a ghost, man. And that's kind of funny. It's It's kind of fun to see and kind of fun to watch as a Patriots fan. But as a fantasy fan, I don't want him to carry this with him. I'm very concerned about him this week carrying these ghosts with him to Jacksonville. And I think everybody else should be a little worried, too. I hope he has a good game. But what's your confidence level right now in Darnold seeing ghosts and then going to Jacksonville, which is no slouch of a defense? Uh, Probably none. Probably none. Yeah, none whatsoever. Um, It's a shame. I thought that he'd be a solid quarterback, too. It has not turned out that way. So, yes, I think that you are correct. Okay. Uh, by the way, I know you didn't watch this game, but did you at least see online that funny thing that happened in the fourth quarter in that game? With uh, the uh, hunting thing? Uh, no, I did not. So you'll have to inform me. All right. So fun story here. This is uh, and one of the few times you'll ever see this happen. Uh, fourth quarter, the Patriots decided that they weren't going to go for it, but they were in like no man's land after the 50, but too far away for a field goal. So they wanted to punt the ball. So Belichick made the special teams take a delay a game to move back another five yards to give them a little bit more room to punt. Right. Give you know, a little bit more time to get the ball up and all that stuff. Uh, the Jets declined this penalty in the fourth quarter. They don't want any, they're not having any bit of it, right? We're going to keep you uncomfortable. Bill Belichick says, all right. He sends the punt team back out there and the punt team goes out there and Brandon Bolden intentionally goes offside. <laughs> intentionally goes wow. offside for a five-yard penalty, right? And Bill Belichick goes, all right. So now what are you going to do? Again, Adam Gase declines this and Bill Belichick, which I don't know if I've ever seen in all these years, starts laughing on the sideline, laughing, trolling Adam Gase with that. And, you know, I mean, Belichick's pretty stoic out there. Oh, yeah. I don't mean like smirking. Like he was out like just kind of ha ha ha. And that's as much as he'll laugh. But it was hilarious to see. So he tried. He didn't get it. Of course, they declined. So I had to punt it anyway. But uh, that, that was a fun moment that you that, missed. That's cool. No, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. If you, it's on the Internet everywhere uh, the last day or so. So I'm sure if you Google, it, you can find it, but it was entertaining, especially if you, you know, if you like people trolling each other and coaches kind of going at sure. it. Uh, Corey Davis could have been a thing all this time. I hate this. 
because he could have. He's a really talented guy. And Marcus Mariota, I feel like, has been ruining him. Now, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is going to make him as relevant as he was last week, but catching six for seven for 80 in the touchdowns, this is the Corey Davis, Craig, that I was promised. This is the Corey Davis I want to play football. Am I going to get this Corey Davis the rest of the year? I don't know, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Am I a fool, Craig Mish? Yeah, pro- probably so. I, I would say this about Tennessee, and, and I guess their offensive line is really not that good, although I know their left tackle is good. Tennessee, to me, Joe, and, and again, nothing's going to change this year, but with the right offensive mind running that team and a very good quarterback with the weapons that they have with Walker and Brown and Corey Davis and, and Henry. Let's and Henry, uh, there, there's there's too much talent there for them to not get this fixed. And it won't happen this year. I get it. But to not get this fixed by like next year, I would bring in the smartest offensive guy. Here's your Jay Gruden offensive coordinator position. Yeah, I, I really think that that's a, sle- a, a team sleeping that it, it will never change in December of this year. But man, I would love to have Davis. I would love to have AJ Brown looks good too. Uh, Walker, Henry, Deion Lewis. Right. Yeah, and nothing, and and the twenty eighth offense in the NFL. It's it's really it's maddening. It it's really it makes no sense to me, and I don't think Vrabel is a a bad. Uh, I don't think he's, he's a bad football coach. I really don't. I like a lot of what he's done. Who is their offensive coordinator anyway? Arthur Smith. That's I have who no idea. Right, exactly. Arthur Smith. So I don't know what his vision of Marcus Mariota was, but it didn't come to fruition. So we'll see if Tannehill can make it work. I don't know. I'm a number seven on this list. Tyler Lockett deserves more. I'd like to see more double digit targets for Tyler Lockett. I don't care if he got double D. I don't care. More Tyler Lockett, please, because he hasn't sniffed 100 yards in weeks now. And it's starting to piss me off. And I feel like it's kind of putting the Seahawks in a bad spot, too. And I understand they want to run football. That's great. But Tyler Lockett is where you win and lose games. I think you need to get him the football a little bit more, Craig. I really do. Yeah, it, it just kind of goes back to last year, too. He just makes the most of his opportunities and his catches, and that does make some sense, although I will say Metcalf is working more into the game plan. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Joe Mixon's 2019 season is over. officially a bust. It's yeah, over. Done. It's yeah, done. Yeah. Ten yeah. carries for two yards. Two. Ten for two. Let that sink in. I don't care if you had a touchdown uh, garbage. I don't care. No. That's it. He is, it's over. It sucks. I know. I hear you. Joe Mixon's a fantastic talent. Bengals are awful. There's no coming back. It's never happening. No. no. They get him in the I watched that game very closely last last week. They uh-huh. just get they get him in the backfield every time. Yep. He, he's got to break out of the backfield in order to run. It's never happening. Right. Yeah. No, no kidding. And the last one is Patrick Mahomes' kneecap, which again I take full blame for. I got that stupid game right on Thursday. And it cost me everything. And um, I don't want to get another game right all, all year because, God forbid, it may not happen. I, I, <laughs> you never know. Thir- hey, listen, we're, we're Thursday night's uh, coming here. You're on a very hot streak right now. Well, look, I, you, you're going to lock me in for the Thursday night pick, but I want to blow tomorrow's show. Let's let's keep that for tomorrow. Okay. I mean, we'll the Redskins right. and Vikings. Let's not uh, let's not get fancy here, Greg Mish, right? Right. Okay. So here's what we do. We got a uh, World Series game two preview coming up next. Also, uh, the Cubs have made their decision on their manager. We told you who it was yesterday. I guess they announced it today. That's fine. And uh, and also, I want to talk about Tom Brady's cameo in Living With Yourself on Netflix, which I have been able to see. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today, right after this. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. If you listened to the show yesterday, told you that David Ross eventually would be named the manager of the Chicago Cubs. I am surprised to see that David Kaplan is reporting this today because I tend to uh, report news, Joe, and, I be, and I'm very careful about it, especially on a day that there is the World Series because Major League Baseball does not like it when their World Series is upstaged by other news. And so the Cubs certainly won't make this official until tomorrow when there is an uh, MLB off day, but uh, David Kaplan first to report that not a huge surprise. He'll take over there. And uh, next week I'll give you some intimate details on, Ooh, uh, the, on that discussion and how it went. Yep. Got some, some, good, de- got some good details on that, but we'll do it next week. Uh, okay. Details. So as far as uh, one thing I did want to hit before uh, and then, okay, so let's do the world series also. Now we may as well, we're on the baseball topic. All right. So uh, I was wait, very, wait, I wonder your feelings about David, uh, about David Ross in this job. You think this uh, yeah, is just I mean, them hiring their friends? Like the players going, we want uh, our friend I mean, back. David Ross will manage the club. A lot of it will come from upstairs. That's what will happen. Okay. Yeah. He's a first time manager, first time coach. So he'll have a very good bench coach that can help him along and the lineups will be sent from the analytics department. That's that's and, and Ross will have to manage beyond that. But Ross, a former catcher, he could do it. He'll be good. I like I, I like David Ross. Yeah. I like Ross, too. Uh, OK, uh, World Series today. Can we get into this a little bit here? Uh, uh, Na- uh, the Astros are minus 175. Hard to say that a team's back is up against the wall, but it certainly does feel like that. I don't see Houston winning all three games in Washington. So within 24 hours, have I completely changed my opinion on this series? Of course I have. Garrett Cole lost. I did not expect that to happen. I did not expect Washington to score five runs. But in sports, it's like the stock market. Things change. Right now, Houston is still favored to win the World Series. So let's be clear on that. And I'm sure that Cole will pitch better in the next two times he is out there. But uh, Houston is going to need a better performance tonight from Justin Verlander. And as you illustrated earlier, Max Scherzer did not look great yesterday. I mean, Scherzer had 100 pitches through five innings. So Houston's offense left runners on the table. I think they were three for 12 with runners in scoring position. That's usually not like them. They had runners on all game. I'm guessing that they'll have a chance against Strasburg. But uh, I feel like this is a must win. I I don't see in the final five games Houston winning four out of five. I think they got to win tonight. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say must win, but it kind of is. The Nationals just kind of felt like, and this was kind of what I was alluding to yesterday, which is it's Scherzer, all this stuff. And now, granted, you can get the big Scherzer game, but still the Nationals just have this weird mojo where they feel like the team of destiny this year. And sometimes that happens. And sometimes the best quote-unquote team does not win the World Series. I mean, I, I thought the, you know, the, most of the time they do, but, but oftentimes they don't. And... I'll tell you this much. If they should beat Verlander here, this is not going back to Houston. I'm telling you right now. If they beat Verlander, this is getting closed out 
in Washington. They the Houston might salvage a I game mean, somewhere. It, well, yeah, I mean, there's the three games. You would think that they. I mean, at home, you, you should you should win two of the three. You yeah. should. I'm saying it's not going back. Like I don't think Houston, with the way they're pitching, will then be lined up is capable of spinning that around and sending it back to Houston. I just don't think so. I mean, that that's just my take on it. We'll see what happens. But I mean, the Yankees went up three one and and um. Or I'm sorry, Houston went up three one on the Yankees. The Yankees sent it back to Houston, and Houston needed everything they could to win Game Six. Right, and they uh, were I, the I, destiny that year. And, I, I still and, fully expect this to go seven games. And, I hope it does. And if I there's one guy you want on the mound, it's Verlander, right? I mean, that's the guy in this well, scenario. It's Cole. it's Cole, and then it's yeah, and then it's no. Verlander. I mean, tonight in this in this scenario, you know what? Oh, it's the, of what's left yeah. against the wall. Yes, give me give me Verlander, who's been more battle tested than anybody there. That's the guy I want in this game. And I think you feel good about that if you're Houston and you're disappointed that you didn't get that first game with Cole. And maybe that will come to bite you in the ass later on in this series. But I'll tell you what, Major League Baseball should be happy about this because I think this is really the more these teams fight and the more they're even, the more hype is around this and the more people want to watch. I'm excited to watch it. I watched last night. I watched seven innings of this game before I fell asleep. And then, <laughs> hey, sorry, I'm old now. I'm doing my best. Oh, Major yeah, baseball. I mean, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. Start I, the I didn't game get at seven, sleep. Major League Baseball. Yeah. Sorry, started at seven. It doesn't have to start at eight. It could start at seven. Everybody can still watch. It'll be fine, but whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this tonight. This should be fun. And yeah. again, Strasburg. I mean, geez, it's not like it's a cakewalk here. Now, this is the Steven Strasburg career-defining moment for him. This is the spot. You go win this game. I think this changes everybody's, you know, it, it kind of, I don't want to say eliminates all the negative, but it certainly wipes a lot of it under the rug of all the years of him being a disappointment. It really does. Yeah. And, and I think that he did that already in the National League Championship Series, but the World Series is, is certainly where a lot of people judge it. Um, so no doubt about that. Um, interesting report also uh, from. ESPN's Mike Rice reports that Tom Brady acknowledged the uncertainty of his future. He's in the final year of his contract. And uh, and for the first time, basically ever, uh, Brady said, I'm taking it day by day, as opposed to saying, I want to play for the next 10 years. So we don't really know the answer to this. But uh, before we get into Brady here for a minute, Joe, uh, I don't know if if you have Netflix or if you watch Netflix, but they have a show living with yourself with Paul Rudd. And the premise of the show essentially is cloning. And Brady does a very funny cameo in there about it. I know that he was attacked by the media and asked about, you know, going to a, uh, a massage parlor type place, which it was not and had nothing to do with. And he also said he filmed it before all that stuff happened. And it was just really unfortunate because it was a really good 10 second, 15 second funny part that he was in in, in the uh, in the show it was really good. So hopefully you'll get a chance to see that uh, basically essentially pointing toward Brady having the fountain of youth in order to stay playing and made a joke of himself being self-deprecating, right. which is which yeah. is funny. Uh, but this is a little bit different. This is the first time that we've heard Brady say, you know, I don't usually you hear I want to play five years, 10 years. He said he's taking it day to day. So. Uh, I would ask you, Joe, would it shock you at the end of the season if if this was it? If Brady ended up going out, winning the Super Bowl and saying, I'm done? I mean, the Patriots have not put themselves in a position to believe that that's going to happen because I think that there would be a signal, wouldn't there, at some point? They'd take a quarterback or have a backup you know, to kind of be ready for that. Or maybe this is just what happens at the end of the year. Is it possible that Belichick and Brady just both say goodbye and then Patriots start over? I mean, is that possible? No. 
<laughs> no, I know everybody wants that to happen and everybody wants to get the scoop on when it's going to happen. I just think this is, uh, oh, take it day by day, whatever, because he's going to get another contract. And I think he, the only situation where I could see Brady leaving, Belichick's not going anywhere. The only situation I could see Brady leaving is they have a perfect season and they run through everybody and they win the Super Bowl again. That could be a situation where you go, man, it doesn't get any better than that. Like, what what do you do after that? And I think I, it does seem like he's getting a little bit of a pull from, you know, home life and stuff like that. And he should. I mean, you know, your kids are only small for so long. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're teenagers and they don't want to talk to you anymore. So I get that. I just I just don't feel like when you watch him play, it doesn't seem like he's losing the passion for the game. No, I don't think so either. And so I'm going to say no. I think he said he's going to play till he's 45. And I think he's what, 42 now, I want to say, if memory serves. He is 42. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he'll have one more three year contract. And then at the end of that, they'll figure it out. And over that time, I also don't think he'll leave this organization in a lurch like this, too, where they really don't have a successor. I think next year is going to be about that. Next year is going to be about them figuring out the succession of Tom Brady. And as it should be, I think, you know, that's a two year window, three year window where you can start to groom somebody. And that makes sense. I, I know everybody wants the, the Patriots to go away, but why would they? They're still at the top of their game. And yeah, you can make the Seinfeld argument like you want to leave on top and leave on a high note, and leave people. <laughs> I won't say wanting more. They want less of the Patriots. But uh, I think Belichick has his eyes set on the all time coaching wins list. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think McDaniels is perfectly happy being the second banana there because he's getting paid more than probably any other coordinator. So do you think he's he's done? I don't, uh, I don't think so. But but I would say that next year would be the last year. I would I would say that this year and one more and that would be the end. I, I don't think that he goes to 45 and I don't How think that he deteriorates at all. I just think that. I mean, I think New England's going to win the Super Bowl again. I mean, maybe not, but I think they're going to get there. I just, I think that that we we are winding down now. I do. I don't, I don't see five more years of this. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. You could literally play this show three years ago, four years you, ago. You absolutely, would have said the same thing. He's yeah. kind of winding down. Like, is you know, like this was this was kind of that that Seahawks Super Bowl. I feel like we were kind of that year. Do you remember that was the on to Cincinnati year? It's kind of winding down. It's kind of, you know, maybe this is it. Maybe kind of hang it up. You don't make the playoffs this year where you get ousted. And here we are, three more Super Bowls later. Super Bowl wins, four more Super Bowls, period. It's stunning. It really is. You sit back and you look at it, and it's it's crazy, man. I, I think there's a better chance that Belichick passes the reins of this coaching job to his son at some point in time because his son's been on the staff for a couple Yeah, that's years. right. His son has been there too. Yeah. His son's been on that staff for three years at least now. So another three. I mean, it's hard to imagine him not being a coordinator by that time. Uh, by the way, aside from his cameo in uh, Living With Yourself, are you a Netflix person? Do you? Uh, I, you know, I should watch more Netflix because I, I like the net. I watched the David Letterman thing. I really enjoyed those sit downs. I don't know if you've watched any of those. Uh, I binged all the comedians uh, getting coffee uh-huh. in cars. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I forget that like, oh, yeah, I can turn on Netflix and binge watch a bunch of stuff because by the time I get any time to myself, usually, um, uh, you know, it's 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 rare. <laughs> but like I don't go, oh, yeah, I'm going to start and pick up this show. Not this time of year. 
that's something like I'll start binging a show or pick a show in January when football's winding down. Like that's that's the time of year where I'll start getting on that. Like I'd like to watch Peaky Blinders because I've heard nothing but good things about that. That's a show on my list. And yeah, I, still I, I watch Peaky a lot of the Netflix shows. To me, it's like if whenever I have any time that I'm watching that. And, yeah, and, I tried to watch Glow. It didn't take. I didn't really like yeah, it. Yeah, I watched I watched that series throughout. It got as it went on, it wasn't as good. But I the first, it was kind of goofy. I don't know. Yeah, first couple of seasons were good of it. But yeah, I've watched a lot of those shows on Netflix. It's I'm a big. I want to see the be the uh, Between Two Ferns movie because uh, I imagine that's funny. Yeah, right? I started that and didn't finish it. It was pretty good. It felt like a Borat type of movie a little bit. But yeah, it was like funny. Borat. Yeah, it was funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. So that whole concept is funny. I, I like I like when people have enough. Like, you know, you said a little self-deprecating humor is good. It's good to laugh at yourself because if you can't laugh at yourself, then, you know, life is sad for you, I think. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what we got, folks. We got full-time fantasy coming your way at the top of the hour, 2 o'clock Eastern, and they'll carry you till 4 o'clock. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, first glimpse at the practice reports on this Wednesday. So that's always huge. Joe and I will be back tomorrow on the program as we will have our normal segments for Thursday, college football, is the wrong team favored, trust or bust, all the fun stuff we normally do on Thursday. And then I'll be back with you guys, as always, on Friday. Jamie Eisenberg joins me from CBS Sports and CBSSports.com. Make sure that if you're listening to this show on demand, you like and subscribe to it. iTunes, Android, Stitcher are some great podcast apps to be able to listen to the show, as well as the actual FNTSY app. Download it now. It's absolutely free. And you can listen to our show in two parts, first hour, second hour, and just you know listen to 15 minutes at a time. Maybe there's some segments in particular like more than others, which we certainly understand. It's very hard these days for anyone to sit down and listen to a two-hour show. You can pick and choose anything that you want by listening to us on demand. That's for sure. Uh, then over the weekend, you can catch Joe and a lot of our other great hosts over on Sports Grid TV. This weekend, as we broadcast live each and every weekend on Saturday and Sunday from the FanDuel Sportsbook in New Jersey at the Meadowlands. Make sure you catch that great programming from morning till night. The Daily Roto shows, the Roto Expert shows, and uh, the in-game shows as well. We have a ton of programming, sports, gambling, fantasy, anything that you could possibly ask for. All right here on FNTSY and Sports Grid. We'll be back with some exit velocity before we wrap up the show. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Adam Rodas, Dr. Roto, they are standing by and ready at 2 o'clock Eastern to deliver you full-time fantasy for the next two hours. Everything that went on in practices today, we'll start to get some injury reports. But before we end the show, we always end it with a little hot take. And in this case, it's Joe Pizzapia with some exit velocity. 
I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. I'm sorry, NFL fans, but Tom Brady is probably not going anywhere. And there's also a good chance, even if he does retire at the end of this year, he is never, ever going to play anywhere else. I know everybody says, oh, I want to see Brady outside the system. I want to see what Tom Brady's really made of. Tom Brady doesn't have to prove anything to you. Tom Brady doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. Tom Brady's not going to pick up his family and move to some other city because he wants to show you and everybody else how good he really is. How good he really is? Have you seen how many rings he wears? Have you seen how many championships? How many championship games? How many division titles? How many MVPs? Tom Brady has nothing to prove. He will end his career as a Patriot. I know you'd like to find a chink in the armor, but unfortunately, this night is going to be a part of the Patriot Roundtable and that Patriot Roundtable only for the rest of his career, no matter how long or short it might be. Yeah, we heard that about Dan Marino, and then he flirted with the Vikings, but inevitably, he did stay with the Miami Dolphins. That will do it for the show. Thanks again to our producer today, Chris Bovona. For my co-host, Joe Pizapia. I'm Craig Mish. Full-time Fantasy is next. And we will be back with you guys tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on FNTSY Radio. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. See ya.